The Bharatvarta Weekly is where we discuss the week's most relevant news and events in a calm, measured and interesting way, live with your favorite guests. So if you want to really appreciate the news and actually benefit from it, skip the news and watch the weekly. Namaste and welcome to the Bharatvarta Weekly. Thank you so much for joining us this Sunday morning. I have with me Nirav Kanodra and I'm Roshan Karyapa to run you through the news and events of the week that was. Well, it was quite an eventful week, I, I should say. Um, hey Nirav, how's it going? Yeah, all good, all good. <clears throat> As you mentioned, it's like uh, quite an interesting and eventful week. So uh, let's move on to talk about the events. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, Bangalore has been raining cats and dogs and all other feral cousins, you know, over the last uh, few days, right? Uh, it's been it's been eventful weather-wise also. Well, uh, we have a lot to talk about uh, this uh, weekly. Uh, there were a record number of MPs suspended from the Rajya Sabha. Uh, there was also a really amazing 5G, blockbuster 5G uh, telecom spectrum auction. India won a bunch of medals at the Commonwealth Games. Defense Ministry approved arms procurement worth about 28,000 crores. And then in something that could have larger consequences, uh, not just geopolitically, but from a scientific perspective, um, Russia has quit the International Space Station or rather plans to quit by 2024. All of this and more on this weekly. Um, before we begin, uh, I request you to uh, rate and review us on your favorite platforms. It helps more people to discover Bharatvarta. Uh, certainly, we put in a lot of effort to make this high quality content uh, for you and it would be really helpful if you could just take you know 10 seconds, 20 seconds to just find us on whatever platform you listen to and just rate and review us. Right. Like always, we'll talk about the episode that we put out last week. Uh, this was long due. It is a conversation with uh, Mr. Fayaz Ahmed Faizi, who's an activist from the Pasmanda Muslim community, which has you know been neglected. Uh, and uh, he spoke about the caste structure within the uh, the Muslim community in India itself, uh, and you know uh, what will um, what is required from a social development perspective for these uh, folks. Right. Uh, again, pretty uh, interesting uh, sort of an episode. Uh, we do we're not really aware of all of the social strata in um, you know some of these different uh, faiths uh, and and yeah i mean he spoke really well uh, do check it out um, it's something to really be informed about all right a total of 23 mps have been suspended from the house over the week this is the highest number of rajya sabha mps suspended in a single session it began on tuesday where 19 mps from parties such as tmc dmk trs and cpi were suspended as the week progressed three more mps from ARP were suspended as well as well as an independent since the session began on july 18th the opposition has been demanding a discussion on issues such as inflation, GST, on essential terms, uh, on essential items, and LPG price hike. Um, Nirav, we kind of expected that there will be some contentious um, issues in this session, but uh, it seems like a horrible waste of taxpayer money for you know people to you know for for our MPs and representatives to uh, stall uh, you know stall proceeding pro procedure procedures like this, right? Yeah. So I think see, there is a time and place, and there is a way of uh, protesting. Second thing is, if you really be realistic, I think inflation is a global problem. Uh, you had supply chain stalled uh, globally. Uh, China is still in lockdown. Uh, you have a Russia-Ukraine war going. So if you are uh, raising uh, certain prices, uh, that is because of international prices also rising, right? And uh, we are like a government which runs a budget deficit. Uh, we don't have the luxury uh, of like having a huge sovereign wealth fund with a lot of savings. And we're not an entitlement uh, driven country. So while the problems exist, that is true. Uh, we've had uh, two years uh, where growth was much slower. Now, while it is picking up, right? Uh, GST collections are good, but probably compared to all the outlays, compared to uh, lesser income tax collection 
from corporates and like uh, individuals as well uh, you are you have to raise gst on certain items now you have to fund the deficit somewhere right so see that is a problem uh, the opposition does not have any solutions or there is no real debate they are not proposing an alternative or a bill all they are doing here is creating a ruckus uh, probably uh, that's also a reflection of indian society sadly where like these kind of media headlines or these kind of uh, show of strength like how you have all these uh, rasta rokos or buns uh, that is seen in a better light versus uh, trying to debate it out uh, propose alternatives as a rajya sabha mp you could propose a bill whether it gets passed or no is a separate thing so i think uh, that's that's a sad reflection of uh, like our parliamentary politics and uh, given that they've been <clears throat> suspended uh, that is showing some sort of a signal right it's just following parliamentary conduct the speaker of the upper house and uh, uh, they have the uh, option we do not want unruly behavior in our society so i think it's a very sad thing it is what it is uh, all these suspensions are only for a week so it's not as if oh it's death of democracy or they are also following the procedure irrespective of whichever side you are supporting politically right i think it is just important that all uh, members of parliament members of vidhan sabha uh, etc they are all uh, trying to have like good behavior there are problems the country has so try and work constructively instead of just like being blockading anything or blockading any kind of discussion etc and uh, also offer solutions see like lpg price is higher because global gas prices are higher it is what it is we can't do much about it right otherwise the taxpayer has to pay for the subsidy right so uh, do you want to uh, rob peter to pay paul already the taxpayers are stretched so maybe certain subsidies need to go so i just think it's a, it's a sad thing uh, hopefully this week of suspension etc uh, goes off and like uh, later the parliament just resumes its business and uh, tactically i don't know if there is a bill pending or something but this can also be a thing where uh, now uh, it's easier for the ruling party to pass a bill when like some mps are suspended but you don't want that you don't want that you want it to be passed in a proper way where everybody is present and all these things are like like do procedure everything is done proper so it's just a uh, very sad uh, piece yeah. of news this week no i remember what you said i think a few weeks ago today's sobs are tomorrow's taxes right so i i think you know uh, as the proverb goes right uh, no escaping death and taxes better it's more prudent that we bite the bullet sooner than later right especially with the macro environment you mentioned crude at all time high prices and so on there should always be an ebb and flow in politics i mean there should always be some friction and i think that friction should be between different ideas and different solutions to the problem but you know simply like talking about a problem which you know of course has um, a lot of constraints from a macro perspective as well right i mean it doesn't really serve anyone and uh, hopefully you know there's some bipartisan bipartisan support to um, you know to some good economics at least uh, right going forward um moving on in more positive news uh, the defense ministry has approved arms procurement proposals worth 28732 crores the procurement proposals were cleared by the defense acquisition council headed by raksha mantri uh, mr rajnath singh the procurement includes swarm do- drones and close quarter battle carbines to boost the combat prowess of the armed forces in order to enhance the security in the coastal region of our country dac has also approved the proposal of procurement of 14 fast patrol vessels fpvs for the indian coast guard i think this is a fantastic development um, in general i think the indigenization of you know the arms procurement and uh, uh, defense supplies and so on is long due and it's uh, uh, it's something that's uh, long pending as well right for a country
country which spends i don't, I don't know what it is 76 77 billion dollars uh, uh, on defense every year uh, one of the major arms uh, importers uh, we really really have to make sure that this is indigenized or at least there's a plan for indigenized in a phased manner right um, i think the defense acquisition council also was set up a couple of years back when the prime minister gave this call for atmanirbhata nirbhata they have these various modes right i mean very again very thoughtfully designed um, by indian right um, uh, indian iddm which is uh, designed and developed here itself and manufactured uh, then they have buy indian buy and make indian um, uh, buy global manufacture in india and so on uh, they understand that you know we we won't have you know the capacity the capability to kind of manufacture all of these uh, uh, equipment uh, right away uh, and so they have these various categories right um, i really like the buy global make make in india feature as well right which is that hey, i mean if we are procuring uh, you know from russia or from israel or wherever those global companies should definitely set up manufacturing uh, facilities in india uh, you know there should be some kind of an ip transfer maybe the spares and supplies uh, should be you know locally sort of you should develop a, a local ecosystem to kind of uh, support these and so on right and it's long due right i mean you wonder some of these things why it hasn't happened right i mean we, we still have this very archaic uh, you know thinking in terms of um, uh, some of these things uh, you know and and i think it's i'm really glad that you know last couple of years at least we've been forced to um is forced to do differently um, you know we see that the mig 21 for example right i mean you know often they call flying coffins a record number of them have crashed right i mean i was just reading about it even uh, i think last week or a week before i mean it crashed killing two uh, unfortunately killing two pilots um, and and there is no uh, alternative right i mean the tejas that we have uh, you know will not cover for all of the required number of regiments and so on um, while i don't believe that tomorrow again you know we'll start manufacturing these high tech uh, uh, you know planes or uh, you know helicopters and equipment and everything uh, and all of it will be 100% indian but i think a plan just a plan in place to phase this out i think is a bare minimum so i, th- I think the total defense procurement was around 76000 crores or something that was uh, outlaid in, in june of this year uh, and there are amazing startups and companies uh, you know building stuff right i mean you, i i remember speaking to ankit of idea forge on a different podcast some time back uh, and they supply to uh, the defense ministry they work with the survey of india and so on and there are similarly other you know very good startups as well r one man systems is another one that i can think of uh, manufacturing very very high quality drones considering that the future of you know war and so on is is going to be like high tech cyber uh, drones all of that we have plenty of talent in india on on this front right and just with a little bit of encouragement i think every dorm room in you know iit bombay iit madras or elsewhere could turn into like fantastic uh, incubators for uh, for all of the equipment that uh, we need i feel i uh, no, totally agree also what this does is you've got a glide path of like increasing indigenization uh, this allows uh, two three things right allows uh, corporates to say that uh, there is this big budget which is being spent so if you are manufacturing other equipment or like other heavy equipment for like refineries or whatever else you will have a separate like a business unit which makes defense equipment right so people can do capex it gives you visibility so that is also very important that you're not going to like suddenly turn around and say okay uh, this didn't work out because a lot of these things you need to think like 5 years and 10 years and uh, those kind of ways also like as you mentioned right like talent like if you have talent in design if you have talent in like uh, manufacturing and then scale because what this does is that the money which is spent is recirculated within the own your own economy versus money leaving the country right so and uh, to be fair uh, in case of war or in case of an emergency 
be resilient. The global geopolitical landscape is changing and we cannot be too reliant on any one party. Uh, you see how like Russia has been ostracized and all of that all of a sudden, right? And uh, so you don't want that. So absolutely it is a very good thing and uh, it's also realistic that yes, we cannot manufacture everything. So whatever we can, uh, we do that. Build partnerships, get IP transfer, blind paths for higher indigenization. Um, so Hemang Palan says uh, JVs with established manufacturers is the way to partner in making India for quick results. I think we definitely agree with that. Um, moving on, the much-awaited 5G telecom spectrum auctions kicked off on Tuesday. The government received bids totaling around 1.45 lakh crore in four rounds of bidding on the first day, breaking the previous record of 1.09 lakh crore in the 2015 in the 2015 uh, auction. Billionaire Mukesh Ambani's Reliance Jio, Sunil Mittal-led Bharti Airtel, Vodafone Idea and a unit of Gautam Adani's flagship Adani Enterprises are in the race for the 5G, 5G spectrum. The 700 megahertz band saw active participation this time and according to sources, there was a bidding of around 40% of the total spectrum on sale on the first day. Um, Nirav, this is blockbuster stuff, right? I mean, we've been awaiting this for a while now and um, you know just given what has happened over the last four or five years with the whole geo revolution and everything uh, i can't really wait to see what happens with this 5g revolution no absolutely i think like uh what this does is uh, so 5g kind of makes all your other devices connected like your gps thing is like up to like a few feet right a little more accuracy i think not just basically one is on the backbone uh which is set up and you laid the pipes and all the amazing uh tech startups and all of those things can come on right in things which we probably haven't imagined right uh you wouldn't have imagined like a uh what do you say like a panwala or a nadial paniwala like a, a street side vendors uh, accepting digital payments just like seven eight years ago so i think uh this is quite nice quite mind-blowing also tells you that uh, uh the big corporates are willing to invest uh the big groups are putting in money and uh, as you see like uh there's a big difference here that earlier auctions uh when you had you had like a lot of foreign players uh you had like vodafones and like earlier was hutchinson Vamp this is like very early very early so that time we felt that i remember hearing yeah. eti salat as well right yes 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 exactly and at that time what we felt was uh india indian groups did not have uh money to like do capex or invest uh so it's also heartening to see this uh that uh this is also all domestic because second thing is probably you could have like uh geopolitical security issues as well uh with like foreign players controlling your uh, parts of your spectrum and uh second thing is with like the uh, 5G rollout, right? Uh, apart from the better consumer experience, I think there's a huge opportunity for all your uh, telecom equipment manufacturers and the whole supply chain regarding that as well. Uh, India is doing a bit even on the semiconductor side. So uh, all of these things, because once you have like a nice uh, 5G network, a lot of your devices will need to get upgraded, right? And obviously you'll, you'll see people at the top, the richer people upgrading their phones to 5G or like other devices, but soon it'll trickle down. So I think that's another big opportunity as well. India is catching on the 5G bandwagon with the rest of the world and uh, very heartening news. No, I think bandwidth uh, will not be a constraint. Uh, well, speed and, you know, low latency will kind of ensure that the kind of applications that we build going into the future with this, uh, which is an infrastructure level development will be... Um, pretty amazing, right? I mean, I can think of plenty on that front. Virtualization, for example, uh, you know, VR has been, AR and VR has been the next big thing for like 15 years now, right? Uh, it's it's really imminent for us to start seeing some real world application, um, you know, whether it is uh, in healthcare or learning and and, and so on, right? Uh, so, and, and especially, I mean, if this kind of bandwidth is available, you know, in the length and breadth of the country, I, you know, it can have such a massive payoff, right? I mean, it can have like second, third order effects that we can't even imagine. So, so yeah, exciting 
exciting development on that front um moving on the Ru- russia says it will cu- it will quit uh, international space station after 2024 the head of russia's space agency roscosmos uh, told president vladimir putin on tuesday that the country would exit the iss and focus on building its own space station however after this announcement the nation's space officials have told nasa they expect to remain a part of the iss at least until their own outpost is uh, built in 2028 the move comes as moscow and the west clash over the kremlin's war in ukraine and cast new doubt over the future of uh, global collaboration in space well i mean life comes full circle with this right i mean if you look at you know 20 30 years back uh, with the whole space race and uh, the cold war and everything um, to what we have uh, or, or what we had after with the international space station uh, cooperation on a global scale uh, for you know to explore the frontiers of science um, i mean this kind of fissuring um, definitely hurts but it was kind of expected as well right i mean what do you expect when you sanction uh, a country that way um, you know and uh, I, i don't know if uh, russia will stop uh, sending cosmonauts to the ISS completely uh, or you know detach the components that they've contributed um, and th- there's also this propulsion um, uh, fuel and stuff that Russia provides right i'm not sure if they'll start doing that immediately um, i think there might be a sort of sort of a lag but uh, certainly they're they're intending to um, break away by 2024 at least again in a very phased manner um, yeah this also this also impacts uh, 11 or 12 other countries as well uh, canada japan and so on um, and uh, who knows i mean with russia uh, planning to build its own orbital station we might see a newer development right um but it's kind of interesting right i mean this kind of geopolitics is also like you know going into space right now uh, and uh, uh, in the next 20 30 years uh, maybe with you know some kind of a colonization of mars and uh, what else uh, we don't know how this will play out but definitely interesting times ahead i should say actually basically you say like kind of like after collapse of ussr in 1989 or like late 1980s like we had like a big geopolitical shift right and now probably like 30 years later uh, that time someone was saying that it is uh, francis fukuyama it's the like end of history and everybody want to cooperate and it's forever and now we are like in cold war 2.0 there is like uh, friction between china and us regarding technology and ip uh, there have been like some trade sanctions put on there uh, people want to like decouple from china then again people want europe wants to decouple from like dependency on russian energy uh, russia is finding new when new buyers for its uh, energy export so we are kind of seeing this rifts occur everywhere and uh, so very interesting time i think for india which was like earlier traditionally non aligned but is a very weak non aligned and uh, so that time like no one cared for it so no one helped it out in like tough times as well uh, i would say like now india is a much like probably fifth sixth biggest uh, economy by gdp like a powerful member in the g20 uh, so i think uh, this probably gives more uh, opportunity as well if you can straddle uh, both these fears and uh, try and uh, do what is best for india so interesting times ahead probably all this leads to a like, higher inflation globally because earlier you had a lot of cooperation and a tight supply chain and everything was like done l1 if you have like duplication and like everybody plans for resilience uh, costs go up everywhere so i think uh, that is one thing which is going to be a side effect so no matter how much the mps protest coming back to that point i think uh, this is like fracking of the world world war 2.0 higher inflation is here to stay no but i also see this as an opportunity right now instead of having to negotiate with just one person right you have to negotiate with like maybe two or three uh, which could also be an opportunity for you to get the best deal possible from an india perspective uh, you know in software we often talk about bundling and unbundling of software right i mean there are uh, you know if you look at cycles periodically things uh, come together and then things fissure uh, and similarly i think on a global level right there is this uh, globalization deglobalization and then reglobalization 
that happens um i suppose right so uh, interesting times interesting times ahead um in some fantastic news uh, india has already won four medals in the 2022 commonwealth games mirabai chanu won the gold in the women's 49 kilogram weightlifting event shattering commonwealth's game records to win india's first gold uh, bindya rani sorai khabam uh, grabbed a silver medal in the women's 55 kg weightlifting competition as well sanket sargar claimed a silver in the men's 55 kg category with his fellow lifter guru raja pujari taking the bronze in men's 61 kg category um and just this morning the indian women's hockey team beat wales 3-1 um rising to the top of their pool with six points um in in a couple of matches this is uh, fantastic stuff uh, you know uh, yeah i mean we seem to be producing uh, you know amazing talent in terms of women's weightlifting and so on right yeah so i think like women's weightlifting women's boxing it tells you how tough indian women are but uh, jokes apart i think what has happened is we've got this very good uh, focus on uh, which is like the uh, olympic gold quest uh, which has kind of like uh, identified uh, uh, top performers and given them a lot of resource uh, we had uh, it's a sad thing neeraj chopra is not taking part in this commonwealth game because of the injury sustained at the previous athletics meet or uh, this is just like the start and uh, whichever events have chronologically been uh, held earlier we won some medal uh, mirabai chanu also has another uh, uh, opportunity for i think there are two types of weightlifting clean and jerk and snatch i think the first one uh, she's got it and uh, so i think this is uh, quite a heartening thing uh, we had like our best performance in olympics uh, in tokyo and uh, hopefully with this uh, we kind of like go ahead and do uh, well at this uh, games in birmingham asian games are supposed to be in hangzhou in china i don't know whether they're delayed or what's happened but i think this kind of uh, steady wins and like uh, progress that if indian athletes make right at all these events increases participation in sport increases is uh, people think of it as a career as well and uh, maybe this is like a moment where uh, 1983 world cup was for cricket which kind of commercialized it uh, kind of uh, gave way so i think uh, if this happens in more spheres it's fantastic it's like absolutely great and uh, also it gives all indians something to be happy and cheerful about yeah for sure i mean uh, sport is something that develops over decades right i mean uh, uh, you can't just produce another neeraj chopra or just another you know uh, mirabai chanu uh, it takes you know maybe 10 15 years of an equal system developing uh, and then you see the the fruit of that basically so i'm really excited for you know what's going to come up in the next 5 10 15 years right i mean going to have plenty of uh, neera chopra chopra's uh, perhaps or mirabai chanu's um yeah very interesting stuff what do you make of uh, you know some folks on twitter uh, especially talking about the fact that we shouldn't be part of the commonwealth a- anymore why do we have this sort of a colonial mindset and stuff yeah so while uh, like while it is okay debatable uh, the thing is actually uh, this commonwealth game uh, is now an opportunity as well like to uh, you look at like uk has like kind of divorced the eu and is looking for better relationship with the commonwealth country and uh, we had a whole podcast about india uk relation uh, with sandeep sharma but uh, if you think about it this way that uh, Uh, these sporting events bring in closer ties right and uh, probably uk needs a lot of indian uh, labor now that the europeans will need like a visa etc to uh, work in the uk now this is an opportunity so yes like if earlier uh, this was uh, done as a method of like uh, uk as like the overlord and all these were like subordinate i think the relationship is a lot more on equal terms now so that's that and second thing is see sports or sports events are like good fun events to watch i think uh, these athletics events could be a little more commercialized on tv and like more people could watch more get entertained and more people get inspired so uh, if you say just think of it as an asian games or think of it as southeast asian games or sark games or whatever right it's one group of people competing in something and uh, what's wrong with it yeah no i, I think uh, we don't have to be that insecure right i mean we are a bigger economy than uk for example right now exactly right. exactly now the relationship is a lot more equal yeah exactly and if uh, 
and you know anytime you know there are tensions with the pakistan or etc we say that you know, we should not play cricket or something like that um you know i think the converse also is true right i mean sports can actually bring countries and nations together uh, right and uh, so yeah i mean we could also use uh, sports in a positive sense uh, in that in that way right so all right on that very positive note uh, we come to the end of the bharat vartha weekly um the 102nd edition at that uh, thank you again for being with us uh, keeping us company and uh, we hope this was useful insightful to you and perhaps even entertaining uh, we have a blockbuster episode with harsh madhusudan coming up uh, next week uh, he talks about the state of the indian economy we were due to publish it this week but we've been having a couple of problems with you know a few of the platforms uh, which is why again i mean i want to you know reinstate that please rate and review us on these platforms that uh, so that you know discoverability improves and people can find our content more easily um, but hopefully you know we should be past all of that and we should uh, put out this uh, uh, you know wonderful episode with harsh uh, this week um, again it's a it's a commentary on all things macro uh, how these things impact india and what's to come over the next you know year 18 months or so uh, and and of course i mean he talks about the 5 trillion dollar economy and uh, he actually believes that we should pro- we could probably hit that goal uh, sooner right <laughs> so all right uh, thank you guys thanks so much uh, for joining uh, stay safe take care and uh, hope you have a wonderful week ahead